0: You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. What's up, punters and dribblers? Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm unqualified opinion and I'm wavering bias. Now, this is a, a, a different one today. We're talking to a former NHL ice hockey player, Darcy Hordichuk, Canadian fella. Uh, very interesting yarn. He... Played ice hockey, but he was like, his role in the team was a goon. So he used to fuck people up. But he's here to promote the upcoming NHL Global Series. Now, it's taking place in Melbourne over two days, September 23rd and 24th. That's a Saturday and a Sunday. you got the LA Kings versus the Arizona Coyotes. We're Coyotes guys after this chat. i got to lay it all out there. i got to put on line. We're Coyotes guys now. But as I said, first time the NHL's ever come down to the Southern Hemisphere. It's a massive fucking game. Eddie's playing fucking videos while we're doing the intro because he's actually sitting off camera trying to order fucking burritos, <laughs> right? And he just can't get off Instagram for more than two fucking seconds.
1: I closed the thing and it opened. Yeah, I'm sure And did. started playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was trying to turn it down and I was turning yeah. it up.
0: <laughs> he's a fucking idiot.
1: He's an absolute idiot. Um. Um, well, listen, burritos
0: take precedence. No, they do. Burrito, they always have. Burritos have always taken precedence. Um, Darcy, so,
1: Darcy was a—he's a burrito guy. Darcy, a burrito guy. He's a guy, man, he's he cool dude.
0: Um, so, tickets are now available. Uh, the website, Eddie, for the Ticket tickets. Tech. Ticket Tech.
1: Yep. Type NHL, in Global Series NHL. Global Series. You'll be able to find it. Ticket, yep. Ticket Tech. Ticket Tech is the place to go. Yep.
0: Uh, and that's Kings v Coyotes. Uh, shout out to Darcy. Enjoy the yarn. Let's get into it. How are you doing mate like um is this your first time to australia
2: yes yeah it is yeah first time uh in sydney now and uh no it's been great you know what it, it's funny we've been so go 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 with all the media the last few mm. days i didn't realize how much we'd be doing but yeah. Uh, yeah now that i got a chance to kind of walk around the city you know in melbourne and see some of the different sites uh i feel like in the last two days i've crammed in probably most tourists yeah you know, would do in probably a month, so. no It's a
1: cracking
0: day for you to fly into Sydney. Was it nice to sort of see the vista? You oh, know, my God, it was beautiful. In. You know,
2: you always hear how beautiful Australia is and, and how great it is, and never did I think I'd be promoting hockey down here ever, you know. <laughs> and then to find out that these guys, uh, you know, the promoters have been trying to get hockey down here for 10 years because people don't realize this, but the viewership is like, I think, fifth in the NHL, and I think it's just a lot of expats and people that really? – uh, you know, just tune in. And it was funny. I was at the comedy show last night and I was going to buy a ticket. And the lady seen me wearing my coyotes jacket. And she's like, I'm so pissed. The, you know canucks lost, and i'm like what are you talking about we're not playing the canucks we're here to promote the Kings." she's like no i watched the game yesterday or whatever and, yeah, and they right. lost and i was like how crazy that we're in australia you that know? is
0: crazy fifth you we, reckon we're in australia for viewership hey? yeah wow so was she australian they go she, she
2: was australian really? yeah and then another guy he had a, a shirt on it it said canada on it it was a like kind of like a hockey jersey and i said you know, hey, are you from Canada? He goes, no. He looked at me like I was an idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> why are you wearing a Canada shirt? It says like World ch- Juniors on it. Like, so it's funny. You kind of get all these different pockets. And, yeah. uh, you know, you realize when you're actually out here how beautiful it is and, and why so many people come here. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to get people to come maybe watch uh, a, a game and see it live and realize, oh my God, this is such a cool sport. This yeah. is such a great sport.
0: Definitely. Have you, do you work with the NHL now post career? Like, have you been, you know, have you been able to go and promote the sport in other countries before? Or is this like a first?
2: Oh, this is our first, dude. What a gig. I mean, as of two weeks ago, I wasn't even uh, 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 on the radar. And uh, it just kind of all came together. Um you know, I'm in this kind of mode where I'm just kind of traveling all over the place. I just went to Qatar and watched uh, the World Cup and, you know, we're, was cheering on Canada. And now I'm like, man, life's short. Like, I, I want to just go travel and enjoy life. So mm. just kind of threw it out there to the world that I want to travel more. And next thing you know, I'm representing the uh, uh, Phoenix Coyotes, uh, you know, Arizona Coyotes up, up. you know, in Australia. And uh, it's, it's crazy how life works, but uh, I'm, I'm glad they picked me.
1: That's crazy. So what, two weeks ago you weren't involved
2: at all? Not at all. <laughs> no. It, 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 I think uh, um, originally it was Boston and yeah. the Kings playing. Right. And then, uh, you know, I think uh, there's so much excitement around the Coyotes, all these young players that they have, and the speed of hockey they're playing. Um, and I think that we just kind of made a maybe a bigger push to come right. down here and okay. say, hey, listen, this is our brand of hockey. We feel like it fits with uh, what the fans are passionate about. And uh, – yeah, yeah, they ended up picking the Coyotes, and we're all excited to showcase our team and yeah. uh, play the Kings. Uh, so it
0: may it may shock you a little bit that our our hockey knowledge isn't maybe up to. Well, it's, not it. elite, Tom. it's not elite. It's not elite. It's not elite. Our <laughs> knowledge of many things is elite. Yeah. Hockey, ice hand hockey, up, yeah. hand up
1: in the air. You know. Full transparency. It's not elite knowledge, nah. but we're here to learn. Yeah, basically. yeah. we are here yeah. to learn. And teach but, our audience. The, would the boys be pumped to come down to Australia for these exhibition matches? Like, would they be? Because sometimes
0: you see like EPL teams. They seem like they're like they're not pumped. Or well,
1: it's a like, lot of, some players of them don't even skip come. It, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: No, 100%. It's pumped. It's yeah. new. It's different. Like we got to play 82 games a season mm. and play the same cities all in all the same cities. Yeah. So you kind of know in the back of your hand. You're like, oh, let's go to this steakhouse. Oh, we've been there 300 times <laughs> in the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. so this is just new and unique yeah and uh you know the promoters that are trying to break the team down here they are absolutely rolling with the red carpet so they're like hey if you want to golf on this golf course this is where the president's cup was if you guys want to do this so i think it's going to be a little bit of both it's going to be fun and hockey mm-hmm. um but everybody's like do you think they're gonna be trying hard during the game i'm like you guys have no clue they're going to be going all out this is like for a lot of guys trying to make the team, this is their audition. Right. Um, they're just hoping that some of the veterans and some of the other guys that have been on the team maybe are a little bit more jet-lagged than they are so they can take their spot. But uh, when there's this kind of money involved in sports, uh, every game is all out, and uh, it's going to be a good product in the ice, and it's going to be exciting for fans to come up.
0: You're saying that the Coyotes are like the, the sort of – got a lot of young players and all that coming up. The Kings, I know from my, again – Limited knowledge, but I know that the Kings have been quite good and they've won a few Stanley Cups at least. I feel like they might have won when I was in America a few years ago, but like they've been a sort of a a more dominant side Correct me if I'm completely wrong. <laughs> no, you are. No, you're right. You're right. No, you know, no you're definitely. Um, but, yeah, so I just, what's, uh, where are the Coyotes at in the sort of the whole wash of the NHL? We
2: just, uh, we missed the the playoffs this year, but the Kings are making a push. They're going to probably play, I think, the Edmonton Oilers' first round. Mm. Um, Dustin Brown, who was actually uh, on this tour yeah, with yes. me. um. Who's now back in, I, I think, LA right now. But uh, yeah, no, he's hoisted the cup two times. He's done something that uh, no captain could ever do with that team, and that's bring us down the cup to LA. And, uh, you know, you had the likes of Luke Robotai there, Wayne Gretzky. Um, so, no, it's just an all around great organization, the Kings. But like anything, when you're good for a long time, you know, you just, at some point, a rebuilding process happens. Mm. And it's just what cycle are you in, right? And right now, we're in that rebuild cycle. Um, the Arizona Coyotes have this new passionate ownership Uh, they're looking to build a a new arena in Arizona and it's going to be state-of-the-art so that's going to be some exciting news and during that period of time they're just trying to rebuild and have one of the best teams in the league once that arena comes around so.
0: Not to insert our own personal uh, sport here but our our team the Manly Seagulls also in a bit of a Rebuilding phase. Well, yeah. oh, we have rebuilt. We're yes. on our way to greatness. And
1: we've also put in a new stand. So, yeah. you know. New stadium. Back that, we've got know, some new seats. Yeah, we're, we're growing some new fruit stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah it's understand. like we're doing the same thing. Yeah, you guys exactly. might be Arizona fans now. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. in the same. Uh... Is Arizona like largely a desert state? Or have I got that completely wrong? No, it is. It's it's, it's funny. It's ice. No, it
2: is desert. And, yeah. and people are like, it's 110 outside <laughs> in the summertime sometimes, right? Yeah. yeah. During the year, it's like this weather every day. I mean, it doesn't rain. You just kind of get frustrated because you walk outside and you're like, oh, my God, this is heaven. Every day, it's beautiful. And, you know, for eight months, it's incredible. And then you get those few months where it's a little bit hot. And it's great. If you're a hockey player, guess where you are? You're in the hockey rink where it's cool. So it's a win-win. And people don't realize this, but Austin Matthews, who's one of the greatest players now in the NHL, came from Arizona so they're like well how do you produce some of the best players in Arizona you need three things you need good coaching you need ice time and you just need somebody that's passionate about the game yeah. and when you get those three things it doesn't matter like your guys' sport you know it's who's influencing these kids who you know do they have for role models growing up and yeah. it's that mindset if you can do it uh, anything's possible and uh you're gonna get a lot more players coming out of Arizona which is exciting
1: is the majority of talent from
2: Canada Or Is it Russia? Is
0: it Russia as well? You know
2: what, man? It is crazy with YouTube now. I mean, you get players that are studying this game. You get players that are going to these academies where they go to school for a few hours a day. These kids are coming from everywhere. We never used to have hockey players coming from Nashville, Tennessee. When they got a new organization, some of the best players are coming from Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) You know what I mean? And L.A., everybody in L.A. and California was surfers. And now... Not only can they surf, but now they're learning how to skate at a young age. So it's crazy how fast this sport is growing. Russia, it's an easy way for those people to get out of that country. And, you know, all of a sudden (laughs) it's like, hey, let's play hockey. I can move to the U.S. or Canada.
0: Literally skate out of the country. But,
2: (laughs) I mean, everybody thinks Canada's got the best hockey because they do pretty good in the championships. And so, but right now, I mean, there's so many different um, leagues and players that are coming from all over the world. Also, Australia. Spencer, yes. he's with the Kings right now. Yes. This kid came from Australia, and I think he's part Japanese and part Czech Republic. He's got a little bit of everything. But how crazy, you know? And and we're gonna look back in ten years after this game, and we're gonna find that there's more, you know, kids that are gonna come from Australia,
1: and hopefully we can get them on your podcast.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Punish the dribblers. Today's episode brought to you by Good Day. Bang, Rosé on there, code Manly, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler. And we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right.
0: Gull it up. So you are are from Canada, you grew up there. What's it like... For I guess like how was ice hockey sort of ingrained in you growing up was because you, you see these you know you see your ice hockey movies or stories it's like you're just skating skating on frozen lakes and shit yeah. and you're like this is an incredible way to like mm. you know oh the, the the ice hockey rink's ready because it's freezing like is that yeah. sort of what you're well
2: it's funny since we got here the people are always apologizing, saying, hey, sorry for the weather. Sorry. And I'm like, you guys have no clue, dude. I'm from Saskatchewan, <laughs> and you can't even start your car if you don't plug it in the night before. Like, it is 40 below with a windshield. Like, Sheesh. your eyelashes are frozen <laughs> shut. Oh if you stick your tongue on anything metal, it is stuck on that metal item, you know?
0: <laughs> and so, unfortunately, that's an allure for a young child. Is like, I'm going to see how we <laughs> yeah, go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah I've, <laughs> I've done it. Um,
2: but in Canada the way it works is just obviously it's cold outside Mm. so what do you do like we're with us the prairies are all spread out all of our towns are like 2,000 3,000 people and they always have two hockey rinks in them that's just the easy thing to do growing up Mm. and you know in that culture maybe there's not as much money as some other cultures so it's just the easy thing to do go outside pick up a hockey stick and go on a a dugout or a pond and you know play with your buddies all day and burn some energy and uh so yeah, you you know it's it's a little easier to do that in Canada than in Arizona or some of these uh, yeah. California. Mm-hmm. So there is the advantage there, but um, yeah, it's just a cool way to grow up. Obviously, golf we don't get the golf as much in Canada in certain places. Vancouver is different. Everybody's like, oh my god, Canada is so beautiful, but that's kind of like Vancouver's like here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got the ocean, it's got the the beaches. So there's different parts of Canada depending where you are, um, but. Right across the country, uh, everybody loves hockey. That's the number one sport. Yeah, so everyone's just obsessed with oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is. It's the thing to do. And, yeah. you know, their parents grew up watching whoever it was the – Toronto Maple Leafs or the Montreal Canadiens. So, therefore, as a kid, you got stuck watching it. So, it's just now a generational thing, no different than the AFL yeah. or cricket, you yeah. know?
0: Or NRL, sorry. NRL. Or NRL. We're, we're, yeah. You're, well, well,
2: NRL you're in Melbourne, now. so you forgive me. That's NRL, all right, yeah. but You're now in NRL territory. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, I've been watching both sports. And <laughs> listen, if I was here, I'd be playing both of those. Yeah. I love the physicalness. I yeah. love the contact.
0: Well, we heard that, like, we, you know, when we sort of were looking into doing a bit of research about you, but that you were known for your physicality out there you were is there, is there a term for that like as a player if you're sort of like
2: yeah so I think uh the nice word would be enforcer but be, be, people would call me a goon um <laughs> yeah. but um you know at the end of the day you can call me whatever you want I was out there to uh make sure that nobody ever uh, was intimidated or I'd put the fires out real fast on the ice right. if you thought you were so how
0: do you become that
1: yeah
2: <laughs> well You got to be a a little bit less talented than everybody else. (laughs) No, you know what? It's just all about heart, right? Um, At a young age, I just, I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere. I'm making 10 bucks an hour, shoveling grain, throwing hay bales. And I'm like, I'll do anything, you know, was going to be a police officer growing up, um, failed that test somehow. Um, So I was like, you know what? My only chance is, you know, through hockey. And I I just kind of said, okay, I'll do whatever it takes. And, and, and my buddy who was playing at the next level said, listen, Darcy, you're like a stock. The more you can do, the more looks you're going to get and the better chance you have of making the NHL. And when there's 4 million kids trying to make it, you got to do something different. So I was always the guy that would just stick up for my teammates and, you know, Early in your career, you take your beatings and you're like, I'll never do that again. You know, you'll take your 16 stitches and you realize, OK, that guy threw left. So then <laughs> <laughs> so as you kind of go through this, you evolve. And then next thing you know, I'm training with guys like Chuck Liddell and Glover Texter from the UFC yeah. and honing in my game. And then heavyweight champs like Michael Moore, Ray Mercer,
0: and just like really saying, hey, I can do this, you know and um Shit. so that's that was the training you were doing to like sh- to hone the physical side of you where it was like if anyone comes at me i'm, I'm ready to go a
2: hundred percent i mean around. people don't realize like hockey you need a skating coach just to learn how to skate yeah then you need the strength coach so i would hire the best strength coach i'd be training with like derek jeter and you Jesus. know all these athletes that were all trying to get the best of the best so there's like four different things that you're trying to do to hone your game in because I would train different than a skilled player because all he's worried about is, you know, sniping pucks from anywhere in the ice. So we all have roles Mm. and I'll give you a little rundown about the game of hockey. So you have your first line, everybody on the ice. There's always six guys in the ice. You have three forwards. Mm. You have your centerman and your two wingers, right? Those are kind of the guys that are going up and down the ice, trying to put the puck in the net. Then you have your 2D man, right? That are kind of defending the play. And then your goalie. Anybody at any time could score goals. Now, the first line is usually your skilled line. Those are the guys that are the money makers. The studs. The the second line, the same thing. Well, when a penalty happens, guess what happens? You're down, the other team's down a guy. Well, they take a combination of the two lines, all the best players, and now those are the guys trying to score the goal, you know, shorthanded. Well, on the other team... Yeah, you have the guys that are maybe now shorthanded. Well, they're gonna have their two players that are just good in defense, not mm-hmm. worried about scoring goals. That are good defensive players. Well, that third, fourth line becomes third line's a shutdown line against the other team's top line. The fourth line is what I was. Just let's go bang bodies. <laughs> you scored a goal. Time for me to change the momentum. The fans are all yeah, cheering. Yeah, you know your yeah. team scored. I come up there, blow up your best player, hit anybody <laughs> on the ice. And then the repercussions are their tough guy comes on the ice and says, Hey, stop running around like an idiot. We got to go.
1: Is that so? That's when the fight starts. So, like, it's sort of
2: 99% of the time, it's nothing to do with me, it's the other guy and the team. You know, say you start picking on him, Mm. and I would go over to you and say, Dude, like, if you do that again, we're gonna go. And you'd be like, No, 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 I don't want
0: to fight, dude. I don't want,
2: yeah, then. So there you see some guys that are
0: like, yo, I don't need this. I don't want the hate. No,
2: 99% of the guys, because they knew I was the heavyweight. So <laughs> like, you know who the tough guys are on every team. I mean, since 15, I've been fighting 30, 40 times a year. <laughs> and then as you get older, all of a sudden now nobody wants to fight you because they know yeah. shit's going down. Like, this is this is real. I'm yeah. either going to get knocked out or punched. So then I mean there's games like I laugh and I told like I told coach I can't even tie my skate my hands messed up from the night before he goes don't worry Darcy you're just gonna sit on the bench when the whistle blows do a little skate around just because the other team wouldn't do nothing they knew I was on the bench <laughs> you know oh my god so it's this whole kind of crazy behind the scenes but uh, yeah it was just fun well so then when I go after you guess what their bench is doing their bench is sending out their tough guy to come after me now mm. so it's this kind of like Because nothing we ever did as tough guys, we're all of a sudden putting out the fire. Like imagine going to the bar. Right? everybody yeah. has that guy that's gonna fight yeah. or protect you yeah that's all I did I just protected my guys I didn't want to fight I didn't want nothing to do but somebody in the group is the tough guy or sprouts yeah. off across the bar and then all of a sudden you find yourself hiding behind the tough guy in your group and you're like dude thanks <laughs> thanks so I got a lot of thank you's I yeah. got a lot of team dinners I yeah. got a lot of no, you did. was
0: it a bit like Cold War sometimes where it's like they're tough guys skating around that you're skating around it's like hey man like if this fucking pops off like we'll send out like where nothing Nothing ends up happening f- violent wise, but like you both know, both teams know like
2: Dude. As it- soon as you look at the right roster the night before, you don't sleep the whole night. You're just like, oh my God, he's six foot five. Derek Bukart, he was smashing guys. I mean, I mean, if you Google him, he was breaking guys' jaws. <laughs> oh, like Jesus. collapsing orbital bones. And I'm like, oh, play Derek Bugart. So in the media, what I would do would be like, because there's some everybody I fought. Some guys you are just like, well, why would I fight him? He sucks. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't hit anybody. And then the next game, Derek Booger just crushes a guy. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I got to go. So then all of a sudden, you know, you're sticking up for your players. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of that interesting dynamic of, uh, but the game's changed so much now. Now the game is a lot less of that, right? Yes. Um, you don't see it as much. Every team still has kind of a guy like that. Um, not so much a a fighter-fighter kind of role, uh, but the hockey you're going to see here is going to be so crazy. It's going to be so quick. You're going to see guys, you could practice a thousand times some of these moves where they pick up the puck and, you know, do the lacrosse move, mm-hmm. it's called, uh, you know, behind the net, and uh, you're going to
0: just be, like, blown away. Like, yeah. holy crap, these guys are talented. Like so, Well, seeing saying like, that's almost one of the things that's hard to almost grasp with ice hockey is just how – much control you guys have over the puck which we were also marveling at how fucking hard this thing is like that thing yeah, copying well, that copy that one of
1: these the jaw would <laughs> oh, break it Well, sure. yeah well
0: teeth yeah. like all the teeth, you always yeah. see a lot of guys have, oh, yeah. you, have you have you had some oh, injuries
2: yeah. oh yeah these are all 15 fake teeth so <laughs> oh, that geez. like okay. imagine that coming at you yeah but before it even gets to you you're in front of the net trying to screen the goalie so he can't see where it is well, everybody else has their sticks and they're deflecting it. So I was just in practice one day, and a guy deflects it. It goes straight up, hits me right here, and there goes those five
1: teeth. Oh. So it's just—it's part of the game. Like dentists must yeah. love you. Guys. Oh, they oh, love, us. love it. They're a biggest sponsor. I don't on. know how the goalies even see the puck. Oh man.
0: Yeah, there must be a lot of, like reaction time.
2: Practice, it is all right? reaction time. You know what I mean? It's—it's—it's it's, it's crazy. Like you'll see these goalies taking shots with pucks that are white just to kind of, like, oh, right. oh, like so really struggling. Really yeah, just kind of zone in on the game. Mm. But, no, like, we were just fooling around. I've been out of the game, and we were hitting slap shots at 90 miles an hour, and I've been out of the game for 10 years. Like, these guys now are hitting the pucks at, you know, over 110, 115. Sheesh. So imagine, like, you stepping out. And trying to block that shot. Because if you don't, mm-hmm. you're going to hear from the coach saying, why are you doing the flamingo? Which I did do once, and I broke what's my the, foot. What's the flamingo? Yeah, you do the old lift the leg up and, <laughs> right. you know, kind of like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is going to hurt, but boom, right there. Broke my foot. So oh, really? So I that for six weeks. Aren't you
0: like I mean, I know you're wearing padding and protective gear and stuff, but, like, it's still, that can break your foot.
2: Man, if you see, like, the shoulder pads I used to wear, it's, yeah. it's like putting a bunny hug on. You don't want all this weighted equipment on. Yeah. Like, it's not what you think it is. You're like this gladiator warrior. It's about being so fast out there so quick. And <clears throat> no, you just you have the cold tub after the game for all your uh injuries and you just suck it up.
0: What, what's the worst injury you've had? Oh dude
2: I've that I've broken noses, broken hands. Yeah, your hands are they yeah. are they
0: pretty yeah. what sort of these days?
2: No, you know what? They're great. Um we have big hands. Yeah, yeah they we are. have they're we big have, hands. We have such great massage therapists and uh, it's okay. called ART where we're from, like just this deep tissue massage, mm-hmm. and it makes such a difference. If you take care of your body, and um, you know, you don't have too many issues. After so you don't have
0: any like lingering post career.
1: No, no, I've been I've been pretty like good. Oh, I mean,
2: good. They, maybe they fall asleep once in a
1: while. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so who are who are the uh, the studs to look out for when the Kings and Coyotes come down?
2: Yeah. You know what? Uh, Um, you're going to see Clayton Keller. He's, you know, just a fast skilled player out there. Um, he's just having a career year. They signed him a long-term deal. Uh, Christian Fisher guys, a workhorse. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's been with the coyotes a few years. Um, but yeah, there's, there's so many kids right now that are just stepping up that Mm. the coyotes never expected to and, and having success. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to see kind of the direction this team's going in.
0: How much quicker is it now than when you played? Because you still, even with sort of the contemporary sports here in Australia, or well, the equivalent, sorry, like, you know, you see a lot of former NRL players or AFL players who are sort of like, holy shit, the game, like, I couldn't play now. Or they watch <laughs> yeah. it and they're like, thank God I'm not playing now because yeah. the hits are bigger and it's faster. Like, how how much quicker is it than from when you played?
2: Yeah. You know what? Like a lot of the guys that I played with are still playing and, and just talking to them. Um, what's the differences now, there's not as much clutching and grabbing to slow guys down. Right. So it's also made it quicker. Right. So the is games- that a
1: refereeing decision.
2: Yeah. I think it was kind of a league decision mm-hmm. wide. Right. Where, and, and, and now like before these big hits would come in, now they're calling everything. I think they're just trying to protect this generation of players a little mm-hmm. bit more and, Um,
0: You see that again in sports here where it used to just be like State of Origin, which is like a showpiece for rugby league. It was sort of 99% of the promotion was the dudes beating the shit out of each other. It was just like, but now it's all sort of like if you're punching on, like there's, you're sent off or it's, you know. It's
2: totally, and and
0: here's the confusing part. I watch
2: UFC and the guy just gets knocked out, doesn't even know his name. He comes back like a Chris Lieben and then wins the fight two minutes later (laughs) after like, Like, it's confusing how they're trying to make this generation a little bit softer than the other generation. And then the next thing is, like, you stand across, I think it's Dana White doing this slap contest. Oh, no. Like, uh, I don't, like... Everybody that's wants to see this. That's getting more stuff.
1: ridiculous, and this yeah. is getting and yeah. exactly. that is ridiculous. So, so
2: how, how, when one breath over here, you're saying, okay, let's take away this, but then in the next breath over here, and everybody wants to watch the UFC. It's the fastest growing sport. I think they're selling with the WWE for thirty two billion dollars. Yeah. and then over here, we're like, okay, protect yourself. I mean. In one UFC fight, I think that guy got hit more than I did, probably in 15 fights than I did, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's interesting, but, hey, it's life, and we all got to protect each other. I think the key is is that if you ever do get in a fight and you do get hit, you just want to kind of get treated right after, you know, yes, loosen definitely. the neck muscles, because it's going to happen tomorrow the next day. If you don't do that, and it's like... You've been at a concert all night, headbanging, and you can't move your neck. You know, just get one of those
1: deep rubs. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's yeah, all I yeah, need yeah, And just look, get the rub down.
0: not to you know—not to dwell too much on the fighting side of things, but unfortunately, as you know, pussies, who sit on the sideline, not fighters ourselves. Well, watchers, Tom, watchers. watchers, viewers. Well, viewers are fighters. Yeah, yeah, we we do. We were we were talking. We were just like, punching a helmet must hurt, or is that is that somehow even softer than a skull? I don't
2: know. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. Hey, <laughs> you know what? So. Before the season starts, you're training your knuckles like you're in <laughs> really? rice buckets. You're, you know, no, no, like you're hitting, you're hitting bricks. You're, 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 you're it's called calcifying your knuckles. Yeah, like, right. You know, like the cal. It's the like back, kicking bamboo. Well, on the back of your heel when it rubs, and all of a sudden you're like, "Geez, look at how it just." Yeah, it's Kind of that yeah extra growth. Yeah, you, your hands are all calcified, and, okay. and you don't. You could punch a brick wall, and you wouldn't feel it. Now, it takes a lot to get to that point, but. <laughs> Um, a lot of bricks but, had to yeah, go down. Yeah, no, my kid always laughs. He's like, Dad, you had like 20 goals in 600 games. Like, it's easy to fight. And all of a sudden, like, he'll get punched in the head. He's like, Dad, after the game, he's like, oh, my God, my head hurts. I go, Brandon, try doing that for 13 years, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, yeah. all day. You'll see.
0: How, how do your kids go?
2: Uh, I got two. Yeah, he's uh, 13 or just turned 14. And then I have a 11-year-old, so a baseball player and a hockey player. Okay.
0: But, and how do you go as, like, a, obviously, a former professional athlete? Are they... Are they good? Are you like, do they want to be professional?
2: You know what? He's so passionate. He's around the hockey guys. He gets to do a lot of other things that, you know, McDavid, who's the Wayne Gretzky of hockey, was at our house, you know, a couple years ago, shooting pucks. Yeah. So he has all these experiences, and all of his buddies are like, oh, my God, I don't think he realizes how cool it is that he gets to hang with these different players. Yeah. But at the same time, they're inspiring him. So he's so dedicated like this kid's up six to seven in the morning shooting you know a thousand pucks before i I even get out of bed you know so it's kind of crazy to see how how this generation is so dedicated Mm -hmm. but it's also that much more tough to make it you know because everybody's doing it so it's such a powerful thing the mind right if you believe you can it's it's crazy if you don't give up um you know there's definitely opportunity there so it's just grinding it out sticking it out is my kid a good player three years ago he wasn't that good and now all of a sudden he's the only kid in the state to play a year up so oh, oh, really yeah cut. so it's kind of cool to see that and uh you know he's got a little edge out there where he's running around trying to hit kids and i'm like listen the game's <laughs> changed let's pull it back <laughs> a little bit let's change it yeah. Yeah, Is yeah he's
1: tough as the old man
2: you know what he um i don't know if i've made him that way but uh, having <laughs> a younger brother uh there's definitely a, a set of boxing gloves so if they want to so any like, sympathy just go outside and figure it out you guys can yeah but now you know at 14 obviously he's gone through puberty so my poor 10 year old's just taking <laughs> a beating all the time so now it's not as fair so yeah it's, yeah but what about you guys you guys have any kids i've
0: got two daughters okay uh so they're not really following in dad's footsteps at any point this time they're three in one, so Oh no yeah yeah you're in the trenches oh, right now bro. hang in there buddy yeah, yeah. hang in there hey. yeah. it gets better it gets better <laughs> well, <laughs> until you're uh
2: until they're 18 and then you'll be back well oh, like, holy shit yeah.
0: well when they're 18 i might have to get some fighting lessons <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. To fight off all the fellas um do you have siblings or anything like that it always seems like yeah people so. that make it have like older brothers that were beating them up you know what i mean yeah, you then, know what
2: like it, it's so weird i, I had an older sister uh, she's three years older than me she's actually living in Calgary Alberta um, and my parents my dad was an extra tech my mom was a nurse never played any sports growing up or never knew anything about hockey but um, it was just a, a friend of mine in the neighborhood that I became friends with his brother ended up making it in hockey and his dad was my uh, phys ed teacher and coach mm. so we'd always go watch him play and you know i think it was one summer he was 19 he was drafted to the edmonton oilers and i was 16 and my dad's like hey tyler that was his name put on the boxing gloves and see how you do against darcy and so i'm boxing this guy drafted <laughs> in the nhl and all of a sudden i kind of dropped him with one I'm like, holy <laughs> crap listen to this like I, this guy's drafted i could be drafted so it's crazy how life works in the yeah. journey and you just have it in your head like if he can do it i can do it right, right. and uh so that's kind of how it started, and not because of my sister, you know, beating me up yeah. growing up, or, or my parents being tough on me. Um, you hear so many of those stories, right, where the parents yeah, do, were yeah. crazy and yeah. wanted them to make it. My parents were like, "Hey, do whatever hey, if you enjoy it. Do it if you don't." And
0: so, how old are you when you when you like realized you had a shot at making it? Like, or you know, is there like are you in sort of local leagues and stuff? And it's like you start getting recognized
2: it's crazy. Our drafters, when you're 18, I wasn't drafted as an 18 year old. Then as a 19 year old, I started going after all the guys that were getting drafted in that role as a fighter and started kind of beating them up. You know, all of a sudden it was the Rangers guy was drafted in the third round, beat him up. <laughs> then it was like, okay, I got this guy, you know, from the Kings that was drafted, beat him up. So I kept trying to beat these guys up over and over again. So I get drafted. Yeah. And as a 19 year old, all of a sudden I got drafted. It was like the last round is a nineteen. So round. it was. So I wasn't supposed to be in the NHL. I honestly thought I'd never play in the NHL. I really was hoping to play in the NHL, but it didn't know it was possible. Right. Yeah. Like you're all like and then I never forget as a twenty year old, two tough guys go down for the Atlanta Thrashers. I'm a small town kid, never even been to an NHL game before. Next thing you know, they're like, Hey, you, you just never got... even go to a guy. No. I was just in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And they said, Hey, you're getting called up and I'm like I don't want to go like I I'm the fighter dude I'm 20 I'm used to fighting kids that are 16 to 20 and now all of a sudden I got to protect my team and like I grew up watching Bobby Probert and all these guys and now I have to protect this team I'm the only reason I'm getting called up is because I'm that piece of the puzzle to protect my teammates so I'm mm-hmm. like all night I'm like oh my god I got called up I can't believe I got called up but then I was like shit I'm gonna make five grand that game I'm gonna try <laughs> to stay up there as long as I can <laughs> instead of you know 50 dollars in the minors and. First shift, I'll never forget, all the players on the bench were like, Darce, just keep it simple and, you know, get used to it. And I remember this guy from the Canadians. It was my first game. He comes behind the net with the pocket. He's, like, flying behind the net, and he kind of comes around the net and doesn't see me, and I, like, blow him up. And it's my <laughs> first shift in NHL. Biggest hit of my life. It becomes on every Gatorade commercial. Oh, and really? I was just like, I can do this. So I kind of back <laughs> up in the corner thinking, like, I got to defend myself now. Somebody's going to fight me, and nobody challenged me. Really? Because I started to have this reputation. Everybody knew I was this up-and-coming guy. And uh, I'm like, this is pretty cool. So then the fans, I was only supposed to get called that up. That must one-
0: have been like an adrenaline Oh, it was rush. the craziest
2: thing. Fans are cheering in Atlanta, right? Like, And I was only supposed to be called up for one game. And then I'm like, they can't send me down. Like There were signs in the stands, Horde Hord chucks. So I just became this kind of crazy Figure oh, in, in, cult, like a cult figure, yeah. Yeah. And next thing you know, they're like, Darce we got a photo shoot for you. I'm like, Where are we? And they're like, I'm in a boxing room with gloves on like, oh <laughs> because God. that was a new market at the same time. And just like down here, they were trying to promote it, right? Yeah, the game. Um, so ended up playing 15 games that year and uh, just went after the toughest guy to ever play the game, which is Bobby Probert. And I'm he's like, the toughest guy, he was right? the man, right? Yeah. And there's a cool book on him, he, he's not, no longer with us, but. I remember chasing him down the ice and like calling him out and shaking the gloves. And he's like, Hey, listen, I'm tired. I'm at, I'm at the end of my shift. And I'm like, good. Perfect. And I start skating away. He's like, let's go kid. And I'm like, this is happening in front of like 17,000 fans. Fancy. This guy, I'm like, he didn't lose very often. And I just remember like, I had such a different technique. I'd kind of like push and pull guys. So as I'm pulling you, I'm basically pulling you into my punch and I'm, yeah. you know, trying to KO you. Yeah. And I kind of like ragdolled him the first fight. And as we're sitting in the, Penalty box, I'm like, holy crap, I just beat up Bobby Probert. And then next thing you know, he's in the penalty box. Hey, kid, we're going again. And I'm like, no, 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 no that was good. I was, I was, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, my God. And uh, <laughs> so we went again, and I didn't do as well the second time. But, uh, oh, no, I didn't like that. Uh, no, 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 no. But I, I kind of a, a adopted his mentality. If I ever lost a fight, I would go
1: next shift right after the guy, mentally just to get it out of my yeah, system. Yeah, right. And uh, – do you, ever, do you ever meet up with guys like that and trade, like, old war stories? You know what? I
2: just did a charity event in Nashville for the first time. It's such a cool event. It's just a whole bunch of teams from around the country try to raise money for charity. Whoever raises the most gets to play hockey with a, one of us former NHL guys. And I look at the roster, and it was the probably eight out of the top 20 guys to ever play in the NHL toughest guys mm. and we're laughing i'm like oh hey jazz what's up buddy? <laughs> like you know hey McGrath, <laughs> hey roy and then you know what we, at the end of the day we we appreciate we all go through the war we know how tough that role is mm. there's nothing against each other yeah you know but at the same time when we were playing and we ever did see each other off the ice as soon as you know we'd get on the ice and we the gloves dropped it was like i'm trying to knock you off because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if I don't, some other kid in the minor is going to take my job. Yeah, and,
0: yeah you got it. And
2: you got to do it. You got to protect. That's your livelihood. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, well, it looks like it's kind of fake out there. The heavyweights, they ain't no fake. Like, yeah. you know, if you get hit with one of those, um, you're going down.
0: You, you played for a few clubs. What's the What was the process like I, the, in American sports? It does happen here, like where you sort of, you certainly notice, not, But not, no, it doesn't seem like it happens as much. Ahead. What was that like? And I guess the process, do you just, you know, you went to, it was like six or seven or five?
2: Yeah, five, five, five. different teams. So you get to become uh, a free agent when you're like 25 years old. And um, at that point now, you get to kind of pick which team you want to go to. Oh, okay. right. So at the time, I was with the National Predators, did three years there. But I, I just kind of love traveling around to other teams and seeing the culture. You know, in the States, when you're playing in Arizona, maybe you get two, three cameras because... This sport's pretty popular, but then you go to Canada and it's like a bunch of diehards. Like you could be the third backup string goalie and people be asking for your autograph. Like it's just surreal. Mm. Now the problem with that is also that everybody's an armchair quarterback. Everybody thinks they know the game. That's our job. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like you guys, that's you guys i making fun <laughs> of Yeah. All, yeah. <laughs> you know, like why did this guy make this play and he yeah. could do this? Well, it puts pressure on the whole organization as a whole when you start losing they got to start moving guys so mm-hmm. you don't last long in those markets but i wanted to go in those markets because i just wanted to experience it like what does it feel like and it was one of the greatest experience like you get everything for free you get a free car you want to use i'd be at weddings and you know opening up gyms for steve nash like here's the one of the greatest <laughs> basketball players of all time yeah. asking me to do his grand openings <laughs> at his gyms in vancouver because it's a hockey market it's not yeah, a basketball yeah, yeah. market yeah yeah but so you get to kind of enjoy, I met, you know, Lululemon, I got to hang out with really? the owner of Lulu that started Lulu. Like we used to go to the warehouse and raid the place. <laughs> Chip Wilson, who's the founder of Lululemon, I can't even believe there's a store down here. Yeah. I remember in 2008 when they're just launching the boxers, they were saying, what do you guys think about these? Like we're trying them on hockey guys. We're like, well, why don't you do this different? We should, you know? Yeah. And, uh to see now the success. So you get to kind of do all these crazy experiences. Is it fun for the wives when you get traded? Is it fun for the families? Hockey guys, it's like, boom, we're on the jet. And then all of our stuff comes after we're playing a game. So, you know, you get to meet other teammates. It's easier. It's tougher for the families to yeah. adapt. And the wives got to, you know, meet all these different friends and we're always on the road, but it's such a cool experience. It's not as glamorous as everybody thinks it's, you know, it is, it's, it's, a you know, it's like anything. it's It's got
1: its ups and downs, but yeah. it, overall, it's it's a pretty cool experience. Was that your favorite team, the Canucks, to play you, for?
2: You know what? I enjoyed every every team that I played with a little bit different. Like Vancouver, we had some great years. Yeah. Um, that's when we had the Olympics back then in, in yes. Vancouver. Yeah. So what a cool experience that was. But you know what? Like Nashville was just such a fun place. I got to know all the country singers. Yeah. You know what I mean? My, my roommate, Jordan Tutu, was dating Kelly Pickler. And then Carrie Underwood would come to her games and Taylor Swift would come to her games. And, you know, so Tim McGraw. So you get to know all these different people. And yeah. Garth Brooks, next thing you know, you're hanging out at his house, Fire. you know, listening to him, you know, talk about music and, and how this song came about and the storyline behind, you know. So it's just, it's, it's kind of surreal when you yeah. look back, but yeah. Um, you know, you realize one thing: everybody puts their pants on the same way, and uh, they, they just love to have fun. Everybody loves to have fun, so yeah, lovely. That's cool.
0: Um, so, NFL now, feel like, is this is this a job? You're like, hey guys, you send me wherever you want. I'll promote the sport. <laughs> you know, you you just let me know.
2: Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I, I really haven't done too much. Like I said, with the NHL, um, I'm part of a. a tournament called the Phoenix Open. So if you guys ever seen the biggest party on earth, um, I've been lucky to get into this group. There's only 55 guys um, that are active in this group that put on one of the world's biggest golf tournament. Oh, that's the is that yeah. the vice manager? Yeah, is that that's the, the Weiss yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, the big party hall. Dude, yeah. That's so awesome. I don't know how I got in this group. I know Ricky Fowler, I know Morgan Hoffman. One of them used to live with me. Somehow I got in the group. I'm the first NHL guy ever to get in the group. And the cool thing is now that's kind of my connection to keep me relevant yeah i have the owners you know of the coyotes always coming out i have the players always coming out i just had this year uh, um, you know joe burrows he came out um, hectic you know some of the greatest name baker mayfield so yeah. all these guys are calling hey dars can you get us on this famous 16th hole like it doesn't matter who you are it's impossible to get on because it's sold out for 10 years. Yeah, this right.
0: is it really? Is it oh like- yeah, it's
2: a 10 year waiting list. 10 year waiting list. You can't, wow. and each suite for four days or five days is between 60 to $200,000. So, the US is just a different place. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right. So now I just seen like the live is trying to bring it down here and do something similar. similar. But if you ever get a chance, I mean, I haven't watched one hole of golf in 10 years that I've been part of this group. It is the greatest event. It is the biggest networking event you yeah. can do. Because everybody that's in that suite for, say, Bank of America or whatever company that is there, it's their top employees. It's their top people that mm. they are, you know, saying, hey, listen, you won the sales trip. So it's such a cool experience. Um, but, yeah, I know it's a fun way to... Stay relevant, and um, we'll uh, you know to the try NHL players. Yeah, well, like, we know you. We know now. now right?
1: It'll be hey, a. Yeah. I'll guarantee you Hang one thing: on if Joe you Burrow. come down,
0: hey, we'll get you behind the tee off yeah. box.
1: Yeah, we love that. <laughs> we that, love is, that, that. is
0: that? Is that? that become like? I've. It's only really cu- popped up on my radar again. Not that that means anything, but doesn't, in the last couple of years, doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean it means no. nothing. But like the last couple of years, where I've seen that six 16, that sixteenth hole being like the shit and getting all this sort of coverage. Obviously, last year was a couple of hole in ones, I think, and it sort of. Everyone went psycho. Were you there for that? oh yeah I'll
1: show you videos I was the one picking the, the beer bottles off the course <laughs> you would have seen Tiger Woods one there when he was like like yeah. 20 years so ago. listen really it's see been I it's been a thing okay. for been a which I is why when you realize. were saying that I'm
0: like yeah you're an idiot yeah, you're an idiot, yeah, you're an well, an idiot. Yeah. Well, well
2: it's been around this group's been around since 1937 <laughs> oh shit oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really now if
1: you go you back go. and google <laughs> the we'll, vintage, we'll edit this whole question and I'll be like hey waste management so not 2021 so
2: here's the cool thing yeah yeah so here's the cool thing I'll give you a little behind the scenes so every two years we rotate out rules so if you're in charge of the 16th hole this year i'm your assistant well, everything you did that's your mark i want to do something totally different uh, so i'm like let's blow it up and make it bigger let's change the color of this so everybody in this group is type a personalities you could throw a dollar on the ground and we're all going to fight for it because we all think we can win it and do it mm. so this group just it just crazy you know you kind of get the top guys in town part of this group and you know, it's, it's all for the kids. So n- nobody makes the money except the, the foundation. Yep. And that's the cool thing is that every two years you rotate out of the role and then the tournament just gets bigger and bigger. So was the 16th hole like it is five years ago? No. In another five years, will it be as big as it is now? It'll be bigger. Yeah. Everything's bigger. Yeah. Now people don't realize it. the 16th hole is now on 17. It's now on 18. It's now on 15. Like we are building 30,000. You know, foot suites that are so incredible. Like, you think you're in the nicest restaurant in Sydney in a golf suite. It's bumped in and bumped out. Like, it's not, it's temporary. Or is it permanent? It's temporary. Yeah. We start setting it up in September and February, it is
1: on. How big, how big is the 16th hole? Like, how many people does it hold? Probably over, I think, 30,000 now. Whoa. That is insane. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. And they take it down. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. They're popping it up and taking it down. So. No, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, just all this off the back of bashing people on the art. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. What a life.
1: Oh, what yeah, a life. No, it's, a, it's a journey. Hey, we,
2: we're only guaranteed, guaranteed one thing in life. We're all going to die. So you got to enjoy it, right? Absolutely. You got to surround yourself with good people and you got to, you know, sometimes those things that you put off, we found out during COVID, maybe, uh, you know, life's short, you don't want to mm. put them off. You yeah. want to enjoy it and do it. And it's not always about money life. It's about, uh, you know, networking and finding a way to get it done. And it's uh, it's been a crazy journey for me as I look back and thinking a kid from Saskatchewan, small town, gets to do all this. I think
0: my buddies back home. They're like, dude, what are you doing today? Like, where are you? I'm like, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that. I'm
2: supposed to do, it's meant to be.
0: I'm in Sydney. I'm about to go to the races. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, thanks a lot for coming in. Like, it's no. been great to talk. And obviously, we're very pumped to uh, to get the ice hockey down here. Uh, I've got the dates so I just don't want to forget them. Yeah, it's um
2: September 23rd, 24th. It's going to be a back-to-back.
0: Rod Laver. Like, yeah. Rod think, Laver. Coyotes. Rod's house. Rod's house. Rod Laver.
2: Yeah, and, like, let's get some of these Sydney fans to jump on board and, and cheer on the Coyotes. And, I mean. We're on Team Coyote. Yeah, we're really. on Team Coyote. Yeah. Fuck the Kings. Yeah, exactly. Like, listen, this is going to be fun. You're going to get a chance after the game probably to meet some of the players, you guys. And um, it's going to be such a cool experience. We are actually bringing the game of hockey from North America and that whole experience here. We're not taking any shortcuts. We want you to feel what it feels like to be at an NHL game. So this doesn't happen very often. You guys have worked for 10 years to try Try to get get it down here. Just come show the support. And I know the ticket sales are off the charts. They Mm. give me the numbers every day, and they're like, we've never even expected this. So don't wait till the end because it's going to sell out. And I have already have probably just the people I know. A ton of Canadians coming down, a ton of Americans. Because I'm like, you got to see how beautiful Australia is, and Sydney, and Melbourne, and all these other places. Will
0: we see you back out here for the for the game? I'm not you sure out? yet. Yeah, I'm there not sure go. what's uh, going to happen. But, try and uh, angle for another yeah, another yeah. trip <laughs> out here. <laughs> a little bit of pressure from yeah, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. 100. Um, and it's the first. It's the first NHL game like in the Southern Hemisphere. So yes. It's literally the first time it's come down. It's the first opportunity that anyone from this part of the world has it had is. to see it. And unmissable.
2: Then, and people will be like, I don't understand the game. You don't need to understand the game. No. Yeah. You're going to appreciate how fast it is. You're going to appreciate when guys get hit. And you're going to appreciate when that puck goes barring in. That's mm. all you have
1: to appreciate. Well, mates of mine that live in the, the U.S., have everyone that's been to a game says the same thing. They're like, it's unbelievable. Like you yeah, don't have to have seen a game before to enjoy it. you know. And
2: especially live. The fact that you yeah. can come here live and tickets aren't that expensive. Like, um, I'm just impressed at how everybody gets around their sports here. Everybody's yeah. so passionate. Like, but I think that, you know, if this is a success this time, it'll be fun to keep coming back and back again. And, Um, I don't even know how many people know this, but I was just at this O'Brien Ice House in Melbourne skating with some of these kids. And I'm like, this kid was better than I was when I played. (laughs) I'm like, holy crap. (laughs) So it is hockey. There is
0: hockey out here. It's
2: just not that level of hockey that we're going to bring. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, mate, thank you very much Conan. It's been great to meet you you guys, talk to you, and we look forward to uh, watching watching them do battle. Good luck
1: today. Yeah, good yeah, luck at the, the races. Yeah.
2: yeah, we'll see. i got to cheer this horse on. <laughs> Make
1: sure it wins. Good man. Perfect. Thanks very much.
0: Punters, and Dribblers, a quick whip through the round of rugby league upcoming. I think this is round eight. Do your own research. It's round eight, Tom. Uh, and we do it all thanks to our good friends at KO. Shout out to KO. Without KO, you missed 99% of the games of rugby
1: leagues. 99.99% repeater, Tom.
0: Yep. Uh, so, we are going to go through and just pick our winners for the round. Uh, whack it into a multi if you want. You don't have to, but we will be. All games live and ad-free during play on KO. I tell you what, on the other places where you find rugby league, you don't get all games and it's not ad-free during play. So, I don't know. It seems to make fucking shitloads of sense why you should have KO. First game Thursday night, Rabbitohs Panthers.
1: Bunnies. Ooh, really? Yeah.
0: All right, I'll go with you on that. Fuck it.
2: Barney's missing a bit of their pack. Looks like Colomatangi will not be playing as well Panthers. as Panthers. Havily. We take that back. Yeah.
0: We are Panthers, Panthers all the way. Uh, Friday, Eels, Broncos. Broncos. Broncos, obviously. Saturday, we have got the Sharkies v. the Doggies. Sharks. Sharks. Dogs, too many injuries. Knights, Cows. I'm going Knights.
1: I think Cows win.
0: Knights. I'm putting my. Foot I think down. the cows win. I'm putting my foot down. I guarantee the cows. Scissor, paper, won. rock. Scissor, paper, rock. We go, knights. Tom wins. Dolphins, Titans, fish.
1: Yep. Oh, I can fish in shit back. Yep. yep.
0: Um, Sunday match of the round, four p.m. Manly v the West Tigers. Manly, thirteen Manly, plus. Thirteen plus. Roosters, dragons, roosters. Uh, Storm Wars. We went Wars. Yeah, Waz. Waz. I'm sticking with that. We'll stick with Waz. Yep. That's on Anzac Day, baby. Uh, Shout out to Kaya. Shout out to Kaya. That's it. That's Rugby League.
1: We love you, Kaya. We love you, Kaya. We do.
0: Um, Enjoy.
1: Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? Selling a little or a lot?